Hi, welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And today, or tonight, our talk is, let's talk about Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is a, is a very unique character in the Bible because she is mentioned in all four Gospels. But unfortunately, I think uh, humankind has, has made all sorts of myths about Mary Magdalene. And I don't think they do her justice. And as, as Jane just recently said, I think she'd be mortified if she heard what people thought about her. Yeah. So what should we do? Should we bump let's these just, myths or should we well, let's read just start, all of them? Let's just talk about Mary to start with. Okay. What well, we do know about Mary. What well, we know about Mary for sure. Can we just the read the scriptures? factual things from the scriptures. Yes, go ahead. Okay. All right. The, the first one I have, we'll just start at the very beginning of the Gospels, Matthew 27. What we do know about her um, is that she was a Jewish woman. Oh, yeah, I thought you wanted me to read it. You go ahead while you're finding okay. it. I have it right here. Okay. Okay. Matthew 27:56 says, well, I read 55 because it's part of it. Okay. There were also quite a few women watching from a distance. This is when Jesus was crucified. Women who had followed Jesus from Galilee in order to serve him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the Zebedee brothers. And later in that same chapter, uh, 61, um, I'll just, well, I, I could just keep going. So okay. late in the afternoon, a wealthy man from Arimathea, a disciple of Jesus, arrived. His name was Joseph. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate granted his request. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linens, put it in his own tomb, a new tomb only recently cut into the rock, rolled a large stone across the entrance. Then he went off. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary stayed, sitting in plain view of the tomb. And then in the next chapter of Matthew, after the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to keep vigil at the tomb. Then the, then the stone is rolled, and we see the angels, and the angels spoke to the women. That's okay. N- okay, go ahead. All right, so Mark 16, 9 mm-hmm. says, Now after he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Okay, that's what we know for sure. Mm-hmm. Mary had had demons cast out by Jesus. And that, that is coming, of course, directly from the original source, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And in Luke 8, 2, it also says, As well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. So there's two Gospels right there explaining that she had seven demons cast She's out. She's been demon-possessed. So that's, that's, that's what we know about her origin. She was from Magdala. the town of Magdala. And she had had seven demons cast out. And she was Jewish because yeah. she's Magdala was a Jewish town. Right, it's on the Sea of Galilee, not mm-hmm. probably not too far from where Jesus would have been already. It was known for its excellent solid fish and imported Roman markets. And so she also in that Luke eight two, it talks about that the women. It lists like three or four women, and then it says many other women, and they supported yeah. Jesus and Luke, the disciples. Luke eight two through three, as well as some. Women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. So so she was probably wealthy. In, well, or, or she provided in some way. Yes. She, did some, yes. she did something to help take care of the ministry. 
Uh, do you want to read uh, John? John 20? 1 through 18? Yep, go ahead and read that next. Well, okay. Uh, Let me get to it. This is out of the message just because I like it. Okay, early in the, and this is the resurrection. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone was moved away from the entrance. She ran at once to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, breathlessly panting. They took the master from the tomb. We don't know where they've put him. So then the the Peter and John go and look and know Jesus isn't there. But Mary, and they went back home. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb and saw two angels sitting there, dressed in white, one at the head, the other at the foot, of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, Woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said, and I don't know where they put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her, Woman, why do you weep? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that he was the gardener, said, Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. Jesus said, Mary. Turning to face him, she said in Hebrew, Rabbani, meaning teacher. Jesus said, Don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your your God. Mary Magdalene went, telling the news to the disciples. I saw the Master, and she told them everything he said to her. Now, that says... There is one title that she has been given, and it is true. She, By some, she's called the Apostle to the Apostles. So she is the one that went and told them that Jesus was resurrected. The first one to carry news, yes. Yes, yes. Now, let's, let's just talk real quickly about some of the myths yes. that, are, that are around Mary. And one of the problems that we have when we're looking at uh, biblical literature and we're going through the, the Gospels and we're looking at things, one of the problems we have with Mary is the fact that that's a ridiculously common name. There's a lot of Marys that pop up. Mm-hmm. Even in the Gospels, there are at least three. Mm-hmm. We have Mary, the mother of God. We have Mary Magdalene. And we have Mary of Bethany. Mm-hmm. Mary and Martha fame. Right, right. So one of the problems I think that has happened over time is people start squeezing them all together. Well. And pushing the, some of those things together that aren't really there. That's what Pope Gregory this is where the prostitute idea came in because we don't right. know she was a prostitute. And that, that is a myth that I don't think we can actually find factual basis in there. No. It is part of, um, I guess someone would say, church history because Pope Gregory is the one that actually came up with this. In 591, Pope Gregory got it wrong. He said that, that Mary Magdalene was, was the unnamed adulteress in Luke 7 and also she was the same... A woman who wiped her hair on Jesus' feet, pouring perfume on him. And those are wrong. We don't know that. We we have no idea about that. So he was wrong. So she, we have no idea that she was a prostitute. All we know is that she was delivered from seven, seven, seven demon, demons and she was a disciple of Jesus, that she mm-hmm. followed him and his disciples. And then uh, another thing that, and I don't know, if this was just from the Da Vinci Code by, uh, what's his name, Brown? Yeah, Dan Brown. Dan Brown. But uh, because of that book and other books, and maybe this has been around for a while, some people believe she was married to Jesus. This is totally wrong. Okay, so these are these are our different conspiracies and things thrown apart. Yeah. Uh, Pope Gregory the Great lived from 540 to 604, so he's okay. 500 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. And because he was Pope and declared it, it was taken as, as yeah. something that was important there. But 
actually we don't have anything just dealing strictly with the Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. We have absolutely no biblical factual evidence of that. It doesn't say anything about the story that they're going back to is, is that beautiful story um, with Jesus uh, where, where Luke, the, 7. Luke 7, where they talk about the woman that they were going to stone and Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, John, John eight thirty one is where it is also. Oh, okay, go ahead. The Pharisees brought uh, a woman before Jesus to test him. And this is where he scribbles in the dirt and then says, you know, he was without sin, throw the first stone. So that is a, uh, that is the adulteress in the Bible that they try to equate as being married, but it says nothing about that. No, and Although also- because of Gregory's mm-hmm. writing about this, when he decided that's what it was, we do have medieval art mm-hmm. that depicts Mary as the prostitute. Right. And even in movies like um, uh, Mel the, Gibson's The, the Passion, Passion of Christ, Christ and stuff, they put her in as a prostitute. But that is 100% based upon what Pope Gregory said and not what the Bible says. Yeah. So I don't think we could, I think the details are way too thin for us to conclude that she's that same person. And Luke 7 is not that, but it's um, it's about the, the woman who comes and, and cries and wipes his feet with her hair. That's what Luke 7 was. But I also, one thing I want to bring up is that every time, and Shannon and I were talking about this before we started the podcast, but we have no idea how old Mary is, was. Right. She could have been a very young uh, girl that, that never married, or she could have been a widow, or she could have been in her 50s or even 60s. They always portray her as a young, beautiful woman because it's a romantic kind of thing. Yeah, they always try and twist that in there somehow. And, and there's no biblical basis whatsoever to put an age on her of any kind. We just don't know. No. And it's okay that we don't know. We didn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, another myth is that Mary is Mary Magdalene is also Mary of Bethany. Yeah, that makes the no sister sense. of Martha and the sister of Lazarus. Those and so that towns. they put those two connections together. But yeah, it's it's possible, I suppose, but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, Actually, you know what? I don't think it is possible because um, first, there's two separate towns, and second, it said that. Uh, Mary Magdalene followed Jesus with his ministry, but we know that Mary of Bethany, Mary and Martha didn't because they were they stopped at their house. Right, and some of this um, again, there's a separation here because if we continue this on to myth number three, oh, what's that? Which is that Mary was the woman who anointed Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a uh, disconnect there also. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would look into John eleven two. Okay. John is ta- in, in John, they talk about uh, the woman that anoints Jesus with the oil and wipes her feet with, mm-hmm. his feet with her hair, things like that. Um, he, John he identifies it as Mary, but does he? Is it which Mary is it? It has to be. It is. Go ahead. Read, all right. Read A man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. This was the same Mary who massaged the Lord's feet with aromatic oils and then wiped them with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was sick. So obviously, so see, that Mary must have been a prostitute at one time. Well, and and there's slight details in the different Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, and John are slightly different mm-hmm. um, than Luke's account. Okay, mm-hmm. 
Right. So in Luke's account... Um, That's Luke 7. Yep. Okay. Read Luke's account there also. Okay, Luke. Get there, Luke 7. One of the Pharisees asked him over for a meal. He went to the Pharisee's house, sat down at the dinner table. I think he's in Bethany, isn't he? Hmm. Um, just then a woman of the village, the town harlot, having learned that Jesus was a guest in the home of the Pharisee, came with a bottle of very expensive perfume and stood at his feet, weeping, raining tears on his feet. Letting down her hair, she dried his feet, kissed him, and anointed them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man was the prophet I thought he was. He would have known what kind of woman this is who was falling all over him. Jesus said so to him... in this... Yeah, go in, ahead. in Luke's version now, mm-hmm. we have... Um, we're in the, the home of Simon the Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Now go to uh, the versions in Matthew or Mark, either one. Either Matthew or Mark, either one. I don't know versions. if the, it's... Is it in... I believe Both it's mentioned in there also. Well, I don't um, know where it's at. You'll have to find it. Let me see. I don't think it is. They don't all do that. but Well, they don't in all of them. Um, but I think this also, Simon, he's also known as Simon the leper. He was right. a leper. So we have Simon the Pharisee and Simon the leper. No, no, no. Simon the Pharisee is Simon the leper. Well, they talk about, they don't say Simon the Pharisee and the leper. One says Simon the Pharisee, another one calls him Simon the leper. One of the disconnects there is Simon the leper mm-hmm. would probably not be judging anyone well, that's if true. Jesus was in his house. Mm-hmm. Simon the Pharisee would have, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. It's a beautiful story mm-hmm. about the woman anointing Jesus because she knows that his his time is short sort of thing. But there is there is no connection there with Mary Magdalene. It no. really, it's a stretch. I think, now, yeah. Mary of Bethany, the only real connection we have with Mary of Bethany is that it's in Bethany. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a woman named... Well, it doesn't say, doesn't even say a woman was. named Mary. But before it says, that's the only story where the woman uses her hair. Right. And so I, that, I, well, anyway, we're not talking about but Mary what, Bethany. But what I'm, no, but what I'm saying is, uh, that's another thing Gregory put together. He put them all yeah, in the Yeah, he was wrong. And so by throwing all these things together, um, unfortunately, again, the name Mary just keeps popping up here and there and it's kind of thrown, thrown all into a pile. Um, I think we're doing disservice to Mary Magdalene because that's not what she was. I think she was just totally devoted to Jesus, worshipped him as the Son of God, but... Also, I want to bring up, there's, there's a Gnostic Gospel of Mary that you, you can find a copy of it. And supposedly it has, and I have read some of it, but it, it, and it was written, written way after Mary, but they put her name on it. And that supposedly Jesus gave her some secret teachings. Now there's a, uh, there's a Mary Magdalene, the movie came out the last couple of years, and I don't know if it's good or not, but they kind of take some of their, material from this gospel of mary and at the end of the movie i guess she and peter disagree about the teachings the secret teachings and she leaves but again that's wrong this is a the gnostic view of having secret teaching nobody Mm -hmm. else knows is something that only benefits the gnostics Mm -hmm. gregory saying he knew who mary magdalene was and putting this only benefited gregory because it was knowledge only he had so again he elevates himself by knowledge that is not biblical Mm -hmm. i i I have a problem with that Mm -hmm. um did you read uh did you read on matthew 27 
Yeah, I remember. Okay, um, I just want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick up twenty-seven fifty-seven. Yeah, go ahead. Because you talked about yeah. Joseph, but I'm gonna do it again. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut from the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we've got Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany, and Mary the, son of Je- the mother of Jesus, those are the three Marys we know of by name mm-hmm. at this point. Mary Magdalene is called Mary Magdalene, not Mary of Bethany. Right. And the second one is the other Mary. I don't think they would have called the mother of Jesus the other Mary. No, I think that's Mary. So I think that's Mary of Bethany. So we have the two Marys in the same place at the same time, but Mm -hmm. there's obviously two of them. So I don't think you can put them together. There's no no way we can put them together that way. Well, and then, okay, so the other thing, this, the secret... Secret teachings of Jesus. Mm. They say that some. They say that she was closer to Jesus than any of the other disciples. There's no basis for this, and I think she was close to Jesus. But first, you got to remember when Jesus took his uh, Peter, James, and John to see him in the um, up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. If 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 Mary was closer than those three, he probably would have taken her. And then also in the the Garden of Gethsemane, he took those same three men. Peter, James, and John to pray with him, mm-hmm. and I bet she and all the other women, all the disciples were there in the garden. But he didn't. He only took those three with him in that. He took party. them to that separate yes. spot. Yes, right. but I, I, and also this makes no sense. If if she was so close to Jesus, why didn't they believe her when she came and told them that um, that he rose from the dead in Mark sixteen? 9 through 11, it says, After rising from the dead, Jesus appeared early on Sunday morning to Mary Magdalene, whom he had delivered from seven demons. She went to his former companions, now weeping and carrying on, and told him. When they heard a report that she had seen him alive and well, they didn't believe her. Now, if she is some super, super disciple close to Jesus, they probably would have believed her. But I I, I think she was just a, a simple woman. Who loved Jesus. I think she was too. I think she was a follower. Uh, after her demons were cast out. If you can imagine. There's only two demoniacs mentioned in the Bible. That have multiple demons. Mm-hmm. And one is Mary. And one is the, is the, the mad demoniac. Yeah, and, and the pigs thousand, and all that stuff. Yeah. With the legion. Yeah. Those are the only two mentioned. Imagine someone who is inhabited by seven demons. She probably does not have a life, does not have a family, does not have anybody to take care of her, does not have anything tying her anywhere. So when Jesus saves her, she immediately follows him. Yeah. And she follows him, and we know that Jesus in his, you want to call it an entourage, in his followers, he had a large group of women, and she was part of that group Mm -hmm. of women. So to take it any farther and to add to the biblical story is heresy. Mm-hmm. We cannot add to the gospel and make something of it that's not there. And by doing that, I always every every time I look for something like this, I look at motivation. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why was it mentioned? And everything we've mentioned so far is to benefit someone else. That's true. The only reason it's put in there is because somebody else says they have knowledge nobody else has, mm-hmm. and there is nothing hidden in the gospels. I'm sorry. 
I do not see anything in the Gospels that is secret knowledge that only certain people have no. and it was buried somewhere and Leonardo da Vinci figured it out. Or The most outrageous claim, mm-hmm. by far, of all of these myths, the most outrageous claim with Mary Magdalene is the Dan Brown, oh. that she is the mother of Jesus' child and she was his secret wife and all these things. And that makes no sense. That is such a leap. Oh. And it is such a Hollywood leap. It's such a, it's such a strange leap into, into trying to make, take Jesus and make him more base as a man. Not because he couldn't have had a wife. There was nothing saying he couldn't. Right. And because there was nothing saying he couldn't, there was no need whatsoever to hide it. Right. If he had had a wife, I'm sure that would have been part of the Gospels. He didn't. It wasn't mentioned in there. And if Jesus was going to get married, it probably would have been before he was in his 30s. Right. And he wouldn't have hidden it. Yeah. It's a a time of rejoicing. A Jewish man in those days would not have waited until he was in his 30s and then took off on a on a traveling ministry and decided to take a wife because he had no way to, to take care of her. Right. It would be culturally irrelevant. It would be culturally impossible. And I think to the people in the time, in the context we're talking about, in the people in the time of Jesus, it would have been considered ludicrous by any of them that this were to happen. Why, well, why would this happen? And the only yeah. reason Hollywood puts it in there is it, it, it makes Jesus look like he couldn't help himself. Yeah. I, I heard Which a, is ridiculous because we know that he was without sin, so it wasn't like he was lusting after a woman, and that's why he had to have Mary Magdalene with him. That's crazy. And that's also they 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 do they try to uh, make Jesus into a sinner, that Jesus was this lustful man, and he wasn't. Jesus was without sin; he was fully human and fully God, and and to to make him any less is blasphemy. And it's also, it makes him into a liar, because then everything he said is a lie. Right. And and so many people that want to pull these things together, pull all this stuff together, are making it, take, pulling it out of thin air, because there is nothing in the rest of the, of the New Testament where it's mentioned either. No. Not by Paul, not by James, not by John. Not by any of the writers, not by the writer of Hebrews. Nobody mentions it. So yeah. if it was, they if, if it was there, they would have mentioned it. Even Paul would have mentioned it in his greetings on something. Yes, you know, Mary, the the wife of Jesus, send her my love, or yes. something like that. Yes. He, none of those things were there. So again, to make this giant leap, you have to completely create it from nothing. I think after Jesus went to heaven, she probably just. Did his work. I will say that the two traditions, and again, these are traditions. We don't know if either of them are true or or anything. But Western Christianity believes she fled to France in a boat with Mary and Lazarus and others and lived for 30 more years. Now, Eastern Christianity, like um, Russian Orthodox or whatever, Mm -hmm. they believe she left Jerusalem with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and traveled to Ephesus in modern-day Turkey and helped... Uh, St. John with his evangelical labors until she died in Ephesus. Okay. Again, again, these are all tradition. We have no idea. Again, those are traditions. And again, what are the benefits there in those traditions? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, why would someone from Israel go to France in the first place? Why no France? Idea. I don't know. France makes no sense whatsoever. That is, that is a 
That is a At strange that time, thing. Yeah, I don't even know. What was France way back then? Was what, it France? Yes, it was still France. But it would be a strange thing mm-hmm. historically at that point in time for someone who was, whether she was unmarried or a widow, it would make no difference whatsoever. For her to travel to France would make no sense. Mm-hmm. It would have made more sense for her to possibly go to Ephesus. Yeah. However, again, that is, excuse me, that is the, we have no scriptural doctrine for that whatsoever, but Constantinople became the, the, the head of the Orthodox Church in Turkey. So, to have her in part of the Eastern Orthodox oh, tradition yes, that would have been... again benefits them by saying, "Here we have, you know, they came to us." So again, it's it's a motivational thing, and I don't see factual stuff there. Mm-hmm. What I do see in Mary Magdalene, what what we do know about her for sure, is that she was a follower of Christ, that she was a faithful follower of Christ, because she was standing there at the cross and she was there at the tomb she never left so she was she was liberated from the demons she was a she was a new creation she she then was part of jesus's support system and everything like that she was faithful to him but it doesn't say anything like uh what all these myths all, all these myths are coming out about and unfortunately these myths are so ingrained that people just assume it and don't do the research. And they just believe it. They just, well, I, that's what I heard. Yeah. I heard is not a good reason and for And Mary, another thing, she was obedient. Because Jesus did say, go to my followers and, and tell them, tell Peter, tell, tell the other disciples, I have risen. And so she did. And she knew, I will say, and, and the other women too, this is kind of a plug for the women who followed him in that... None of them fled when when all the other disciples fled when he was arrested. The women kept going and followed. And that they just didn't care. They just were just devoted to him. And maybe mm-hmm. it was because they were women and they could go under the radar. You know, they didn't no one cared what the women did. So maybe that was part of it. But but she stayed with him. Probably like Shannon said, I bet once he delivered her from seven demons, she finally had life again. And Where else would you go? She, she did had a, have a her purpose. Her purpose was to, to help take care of Jesus and his disciples. Yes, yeah, she, she could have seen that other big group of women who were taking care of him and thought, well, I'll come along too. And I see no reason why those women wouldn't have taken her in when Jesus saved her. I'm sure they would have been there to help. Oh, yeah. Again, looking at the context of Jewish tradition at the time, um, a single woman following after a group of men would not have been acceptable. No, but a, but group. a group of women working as as a support system would have been acceptable. Mm-hmm. She's basically part of the family then. Mm-hmm. She's not anything else. So I think one of the things we have to be very careful about is if we try and add something mm-hmm. To what the Bible says, without any factual basis to it, we have a, a very dangerous thing there. And especially, and and I enjoy like uh, historical fiction, and I've read mm-hmm. some historical fiction that, and uh, like I said before we started, there I, I read a great book about Mary Magdalene. It was a fictional account of why she was inhabited by demons, and I just loved what that author did, and and. He or she who wrote it, it, it could have happened that way. I don't, I have no idea, and they don't know. But the one thing that you have to be careful is if 
anybody fleshes something out. And that is okay. But if it goes against God or his word, it's not okay. So that's where I draw the line. If I'm going to read historical fiction, and I, it is, it is really uh, rewarding or... I enjoy seeing an author flesh people out that we just know a little bit about, like Mary Magdalene. But if if how they flesh a person out is contrary to what the Bible says, then it's wrong. And I don't want to read anything like that. And so these popular myths of her being a prostitute, her being the mother of or the wife of Jesus, these are contrary to the Bible. I mean... Don't waste your time even considering that these could be true because they don't go along with what the word says. Right. And 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 so they're not true. They they are not true. Um I I think she's a woman we can admire because mm-hmm. she was so devoted and obedient to Jesus. And I think also she's a woman we can relate to because she was just a, a humble woman who Everyone knew she had seven demons in her. So, Yeah, and I'm going to read two, two yeah. passages here from the Bible. Oh, good. And I think this is something we all need to take into consideration. So the first one is coming out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 4.2 says, Do not add to what I command you, and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give. And the second one comes out of Revelation 22. And starting at verse 18, I warn anyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. If anyone takes words away from this this scroll of prophecy, God will take away that person from that person and share in the tree of life in the holy city. Mm. And in addition, we could go to, um, oh, what do I have here? 1 Corinthians 4, 6. Mm-hmm. Paul talks about it also. Paul says, he's talking about um, the argument in the the Church of Corinth, where they're starting to say Apollos or Paul, oh, going back yeah. and forth again. Whose benefit is that going to yeah, be? Yeah. I'm a follower of. Or I'm a follower of. And he says, "Now these things, brethren, I figuratively, figuratively applied to myself and Apollo for your sakes, so that in us you may learn not to exceed what is written, so that no one of you will become arrogant in behalf of one against the other. We are not to exceed what is written. In other words, if it's not written down, if it is not in the Word." It did not happen. Hmm. And there is nothing that has shown me in anything that we've looked at tonight or anything we've looked at in researching this, there is nothing that shows me whatsoever that any of these myths are true. No. So we have to, like Jane said, like I said that Jane said in the very beginning, I think Mary would be mortified to hear that people say all these things about her. Yeah. And to take a, 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 a simple woman who was saved from a terrible fate Mm-hmm. Who was who was exercised of all those demons, and who just spent the rest of her life following Jesus and taking care of Jesus until the the end of his life? Someone that was important enough and special enough that he appeared to her first and said, "Hey, Mary, here mm-hmm. I am." I think we should leave it at that, yeah, and not go any farther. Mm-hmm. And to do anything else, I think, uh, is problematic and borders on heresy I, I don't think it should be something we even heresy. consider yeah so anyway i hope you enjoyed this yeah i hope this is something that maybe clarifies something for you or maybe it just opens new doors for you to do your own research and do your own looking um god loves it when we search it out and look for ourselves and if if you 
you know, if you're led to do that, by all means, I, I support that and I recommend you look for yourself. But um, I, the only thing I take on face value is the word itself. Yeah. And you know what? When we get to heaven, it'll be great to hear our stories. Yes, it will. Thanks for listening. God bless. Hopefully we'll, you'll hear from us next week. Bye-bye.